0: Welcome to The Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back baddies I hope you're all easing into your week with softness a lot of you resonated with last week's episode on incorporating softness into your life which just makes me so happy and that's why I'm here is to remind you of how worthy you are as always we can't grow this podcast without you so if you've already provided us with a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much this may seem like a small effort but it truly does support and grow our community so keep downloading and sharing. Today's episode is a juicy one. We are talking all about friendship breakups, how to heal from them, and how to make new friends as an adult. We've definitely talked about friendship breakups and toxic friendships on our Instagram before, but there's only so much you can share in a 10-slide carousel post. So, today we're diving deep and getting real. Before I share my own experiences with friendship breakups, I also want to just shed some light on why they are such a big deal. In some scenarios, friendship breakups can feel even more painful than a breakup with a romantic partner because friends are such an integral part of our lives and our well-being. And so much so that studies actually show that people with strong social support are overall healthier in life. So social connection is very important to us as humans, as we know. Honestly, ending a long-term friendship can feel like you're losing a part of yourself, especially especially if it was a childhood or early adulthood friendship. So, why do we break up with our besties sometimes? As we mature, develop, and evolve throughout our lives, we begin to analyze the people around us and evaluate how they contribute to our lives. And breaking up with a friend can invite feelings of sadness, of worry, even grief and loneliness because when it's with somebody you've known for such a long time or even decades, it feels like a part of you is missing. Sometimes though, you just outgrow each other and sometimes there's a difference in values or beliefs that just cannot be overlooked or compromised. Sometimes it's a bitter falling out and sometimes you just reach the end of your stick of not being able to tolerate disrespect anymore in that friendship or sometimes it's betrayal and in having your trust broken by your friend which hurts so badly I've experienced all three of these types of friendship breakups and each one hurts differently each breakup can also take a different amount of time to heal and just remember that healing is not linear it's cyclical So what are some signs that you may need to break up with a friend according to psychologists and counselors? Number one, they constantly put you down or make you feel unworthy. Number two, your relationship feels one-sided. For example, you might be the only person that contacts them, makes plans, or shows up for them. Number three, they've shown manipulative or controlling behavior towards you. Number four, your relationship feels mostly toxic. It just... Mostly feels negative than positive overall. Number five, there is jealousy and spitefulness between you that hasn't been addressed. Number six, the highlights of your friendships are in the past, not the present. Number seven, they are not there for you when you need them to be. Number eight, they don't celebrate your com- accomplishments, your milestones, or support your growth overall. Number nine, they have seriously betrayed your trust. And number 10, which I think is also overlooked, they have put your life in danger. So these are 10 signs that there are some major issues in the friendship. And according to psychologists and uh, mental health professionals, these are some of the areas in which a friendship breakup might occur if it's not being addressed um, within a set amount of time, if it just lingers, this could actually just end the friendship. Okay, so you're probably thinking about some of these things on the list. Maybe someone's come to mind already and you're wondering, okay, how do I actually go about the breakup process? Breaking up with a friend can feel extremely daunting, overwhelming, and painful. However, there are a few ways to go about it gracefully and respectfully. So number one, If you can, and if you feel safe enough doing so, try to meet them in person. Consider writing down your thoughts beforehand so that you can address it to them with more clarity. And number two, if you're more comfortable, call them on the phone to talk about how you're feeling. I personally think that this method is effective. Um, Just having a conversation with them on the phone if you're not comfortable. Seeing them in person, a phone call is kind of your next best thing. And number three, if you are going to go through this friendship breakup, just try to remember to listen to their side as well because this process will be difficult most likely for the both of you. Compassion goes both ways. And yes, I do believe that you can still have compassion while maintaining and setting your boundaries with people. So to recap... If you are going to go through a friendship breakup and you're wondering how to actually go about it, number one is you know, try to meet them in person if you can. Also, try to consolidate your thoughts and think about what you want to share with them because there could be things under the surface that you've been holding back for years and years and years. Maybe this isn't the best time to bring up all of that in one sitting. <laughs> Maybe spread it out a little bit. And think about what is most relevant to the conversation, and why are you actually moving forward with um, ending the friendship? Number two, if you're a little more comfortable, you can give them give them a phone call and talk to them over the phone. Texting is obviously it's a little bit more cold hearted. Um, I would say that texting ending a friendship through text is is it's a little cold hearted. I personally try to avoid this method because it feels more impersonal sometimes though you just cannot bring yourself to call that person um however i personally think like a phone call um is the next best thing if you can't meet with them in person and last but not least just try to remember to listen to them as well and listen with compassion okay now we're gonna talk about some of my personal experiences with friendship breakups uh, for those of y'all who don't know, I am 29 years old, meaning that I have been through a lot of different friendships in my 20s. And I'm going to be 30 this year, which is crazy. And a part of me is very reflective about the types of friendships I've had throughout my 20s. And I started my 20s, you know, being in college still. And now I'm working full time. And Living my life basically. So, that transition and all those different versions of me also included different groups of friends along the way. So, I want to kind of get into, you know, those friendship breakups that I've experienced, how some of them hit harder than others, but at the end of the day, all of them did teach me very valuable lessons. Okay. So, the first type of friendship breakup I want to describe is the growing apart friendship. So, I will start with saying that when I was in college, I met amazing people, and a lot of them I still am friends with to this day. But I did have one friendship in particular that I felt in the beginning, we were very close. Um, me and this person were really close. We did a lot of things together. We hung out a lot. And you know, it's college, so you you go to events together, you go to parties, you study. All that. And I enjoyed it. I do think that at the time I was so young. I was only 18 years old. And when you're that young, it's not that you don't have a sense of self, but you are developing your sense of self. So there were a lot of things, obviously, that when I was 18 years old that I tolerated that I wouldn't tolerate now being an adult and being a grown woman. Some of those things that I tolerated from that friendship was... I allowed that friend to be the main person that made decisions in what we were gonna do or how we were gonna spend our day if I was spending time with them. I also allowed this friend to dump on me emotionally and without any type of boundary setting. So, you know, it didn't matter if I had a I had to study um for an exam or I was busy doing something else. It's like, well, I have problems. I need to tell you everything right now. And you have to listen to me because you're my therapist. I personally have looking back, I think that I had tried to develop into this role as the strong friend because in my head I was like, well, If I'm the friend that people can always come to and people can always talk to about their problems, that means that they need me. I must be a great person. And again, I've mentioned this in the first couple episodes, I was a recovering people pleaser in my early 20s. So in that friendship, I think my people pleasing really came out because I was like, oh, this person needs me. I need to be there for them, yada, yada, yada. So... I gave up a lot of my time, a lot of my energy without getting any of that back. Now, here's the thing. I believe that you can be there for your friends. You can hold space for your friends. You can listen to them and give them advice. That's what friends are for. And I do that for my friends now. My friends do that for me now. But at that time, it was one-sided. That's what I want to make clear. It was it was a one-sided um, type of relationship where... I was the one that was always on the listening end. I was the one that was always giving advice, but I was never able to be vulnerable and transparent about how I was feeling. And additionally, at that time, when I was about 19 to like 21, that was when I was really experiencing my major bouts with anxiety. And I had nobody to talk to, and it sucked because I had friends, but I didn't feel comfortable enough sharing and being vulnerable and open with them about it. But... Some of those shortcomings about that friendship taught me that, you know, I understood that this person wasn't the best listener and maybe they just didn't know how to hold space for me. Um and whenever I would try to share how I was feeling mentally or emotionally, there was definitely a bit of like toxic positivity. There was definitely like, "Oh girl, you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be okay. You're strong. You'll get over it." And that was kind of the end of the conversation. It was really not you know, a moment of oh wow, like how are you feeling about this? Can we like talk about this more? I want to I want to know more about how you're feeling. The convo would just kind of shift back to them and how they what they were going through, you know? And after after several years of of being in that friendship and realizing how one-sided it was, I started to realize that it's not healthy for me to be in a friendship like this because I have so much love to give and I deserve to have that back, that poured back into me and I deserve to have balanced relationships. I deserve to have a balanced friendship. So all in all, how did this friendship end? <laughs> because this friendship went on for several several years, um, even after college and I decided, I took it upon myself to end the friendship because I realized I couldn't see myself growing together in this in this friendship um outside of the the friendship being one sided and unbalanced we really did start to be very different people um after college we really started to go our own paths like uh, we had completely different interests we had very different lifestyles we lived in different cities so it felt like literally there was more and more distance between us so much so that in conversations, I felt like I couldn't really share anything with them. I couldn't really, you know, talk about what I was going through or what I was interested in. This was also during the time I had started Sadie Baddies and I was so excited about it, but I just didn't feel like I could share that enthusiasm with them. And it is what it is. It doesn't mean that that person is terrible or an awful person. It just means that you're growing apart. And I think that neutrality, Really helped me to heal from that friendship and not point fingers or feel like that person was evil to me or bad or badmouth them or anything like that. It just, it is what it is. It was a neutral ending and it was a natural ending of a friendship. Okay, so the next friendship breakup I want to talk about is when somebody disrespects you or somebody betrays your trust. This friendship for me felt more like a heartbreak than anything because um this person i was really close with very very close with and spent a lot of time with as well so long story short i had asked them to respect a boundary that i placed and they completely ignored that boundary um actually got very angry when I tried to set that boundary with them and in the end we we realized that we couldn't continue moving past this this hunch because it was something that was so important to me that it really hurt to know like wow I'm I'm asking you to do something very simple and respect my boundary and the fact that you refuse to and actually don't want to see where i'm coming from and don't want to understand that this this means something to me even if it's not important to you um it hurt and it 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 was painful it was really painful because this was someone i was really really close with and i had a hard time letting go of that friendship i knew that if i allowed this type of disrespect to continue over and over again that I was always going to be resentful. I was always going to hold him against it and say, well, you did this to me, you re- you disrespected a boundary that I really, you know, asked you to, to hold for me and you couldn't do that. That was really hard because I really, really cared about this person and unfortunately, I had to also be the one to explain to them, you know, I love and care about you, but I can't trust you anymore. And also I feel disrespected because I've asked you to honor this boundary that I set. And unfortunately, like you have not been able to do that for me. And I really needed you to do that for me. And it was painful. It's it's still like, to be honest with you, it's still something that I'm like, wow, like I really had to, you know, set that hard boundary. Um, we talked about it. We had a couple conversations about it over the phone. Um, I actually said like, you know, I I do forgive you, but this also does mean that I'm going to have to like end our friendship because I can't trust you anymore. That was the hard part of, of saying, I forgive you, but I can't trust you and I can no longer be friends with you. I do think that for me to say that and being the kind of person I was at the time, a very Loving person, I still am, but I was very overly giving. I was the overgiver in a lot of my friendships. So, for me to choose myself for once was was huge. That was huge for me. I never thought I had the courage to do that, or I and it always felt like I should always be giving other people a chance versus somebody respecting something that I've asked them to do. So for me to do that was huge and i'm honestly proud of myself i think looking back it's been a few years now i'm proud of myself for being able to set that boundary and being able to to say no i choose myself and i wish you the best i love you but i can't be i can't continue this friendship and that that's the reality of a friendship breakup. Sometimes it's not clean cut, sometimes it's messy, but other times it's just it's painful and you have to to decide what you want out of the situation. Do you want to still be friends with them? Do you just want to be acquaintances and, you know, just be cordial with them or or do you really need to remove this person out of your life because they have crossed a line that you can't you cannot just forget about? all right (laughs) last but not least um we're gonna talk about the type of friendship breakup that is not like confrontational i think this type of friendship breakup which i call ghosting and we all know what ghosting is um in dating but ghosting in a friendship is weird to say the least um this type of friendship breakup that i went through with ghosting, essentially, it, again, it was one of those scenarios where I was very close with this person, very, very, very close with this person, um, spent a lot of time with them, spent a lot of space with them, <laughs> and felt very much like, okay, this is my bestie, this is my BFF, like, all the things. Um, Looking back, and in retrospect, there were definitely some issues and red flags in the friendship I think that my lack of boundary setting with this friendship was really really detrimental because I allowed this person to again decide on a lot of things of what we were going to do as a friend uh, as friends or how we we're going to spend our time there was also a lot of inner conflict i think within this this friendship because i was also going through a really really hard time i was also not as self aware i was definitely naive and i am not afraid to say that i was definitely naive in this friendship because i felt like me and this me and this person you know we're so close we're so tight we have all these similarities and Everything's cool. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if if they aren't there for me when I need them. It doesn't matter if they talk poorly about other people when I'm around and they gossip about other people when I'm around. That means that doesn't mean that they're going to say anything negative about me. You know, it doesn't matter if this person has issues with everybody around them. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's going to happen with me. So I was definitely naive in the fact that I was watching I was watching the, the, the behavioral patterns of this person, but I never took a chance to say, hey, maybe if this is the character of this person, why do I feel like I'm exempt from that? Why do I feel like I'm never going to get that type of treatment or that type of like reaction from, from them just because we're friends? That's where I, I was wrong. I also think that um, in this friendship, in order to preserve it, um, I avoided confrontation with this person a lot. I avoided a lot of confrontation, and the the few times I was confrontational with them, it was very much so. Not we didn't come to an understanding after afterwards. If if I ever had an issue with them, or if I talked to them about like, hey, I pre like you know I don't really appreciate when you cancel plans like very last minute, or you know you. Are only talking about what's going on in your life, but literally do not ask me what's going on with mine. Um, and I'm also going through through shit just like everybody else, you know. Um, when I did confront them about these things and other 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 issues as well, but it was never something like, "Oh, okay, I see. I see what you're saying. I understand. I'm receptive to that feedback. And you know, here's how I can make a change, or we can make a change." it was very much a defensive response or like a stonewalling response. So, those were things that I started to notice like I couldn't be as transparent and honest as I wanted to with this person. Long story short, um we ended up drifting apart but not in the way where it was like, "Oh, we have different life paths and we we do have different lifestyles." It was actually the opposite. We had pretty similar interests and we had a lot of different we had a lot of things in common so it didn't feel like we were just growing apart we didn't have anything to talk about it was like a slow burn you know we eventually stopped speaking to each other um and that was the weird thing because it as soon as we kind of stopped speaking to each other or we stopped checking in on each other um via text it was that was an came this like digital cleanse as well, where it was just like one day like I'm not following them, they're not following me. Like you, you if you know, you know. You've been through any type of breakup, um, romantic or platonic, and you know you go through that phase of like unfollowing and unfriending and all of that. So that's when it became clear that our friendship was over. And I think the weird thing about being in a digital age is how much – how many of these, these moments in our lives, in our personal lives, happen online? And the fact that I I got closure of that friendship by knowing that this person hadn't followed me and vice versa, without ever speaking to them, is crazy to me. But I I do think it's just the, it's the age that we're in, it's the society we're in, and a lot of these things happen virtually. These breakups happen virtually, they don't always happen in, in real life, so... um we never talked about it. And I think my last encounter with this person, I did try to ask like, hey, is there something wrong? Like, you know, is everything good? And they were pretty vague about it. Um, You know, they said they were moving and I was like, okay. And that was pretty much it. Like it just, it fizzled out, honestly. And we were friends for, for over five years. I think the part that took the longest to heal from that friendship was knowing that we never had closure and I think that that's the part that was difficult was like the what ifs it's like what if I did this what if I did that what if we talked about it you know and I think also the fact that none of us really either of us tried to to mend the friendship neither of us tried to be like hey I need to talk to you. Let's talk about this. Let's meet up. Let's chat. It was, it, it felt like we both just wanted to move on from the fact that we were no longer close. And that was the part that was painful. I think it was hard to watch myself go through being super, super close with this person and spending a lot of time with them. I would say out of like, a lot of my friends I had spent probably the most time with this person out of all my friends so it was just very strange to just like abruptly like have that end um and then again you go through the digital cleanse you start deleting pictures and like the the old text thread and all of that and it, it feels so it feels dramatic honestly but it it's it's painful and it hurts but I allowed myself to feel those feelings it took me over a year, if I'm being honest, to really fully get get through that friendship breakup because it was very painful. It was very awkward and there was no closure. Now, y'all, now we need to talk about making new friends as an adult because I've talked about, you know, what is a friendship breakup, what friendship breakups are like, my own friendship breakup experiences, uh, and hopefully you took something away from that, and appreciate me being so vulnerable (laughs) but now we're going to talk about making new friends as an adult this to me is a huge part of the healing process Uh, what I want to emphasize in this episode in particular is that losing friends or having your social circle change it does cause a lot of discomfort if we're being honest what we don't want to do though is limit ourselves from making new healthy connections and cut off your support system completely this episode is not Cut off all your friends, cut off everybody, you know, cut, cut, cut. I'm not trying to do that. I don't promote that. I think that just cutting people off like in bulk like that is actually a red flag. And I I don't think you should just cut off your support system entirely at the same time. I think naturally as we grow and we get older and we evolve, there are people in our lives that do not like they no longer fit in that in that version of our life or this chapter of our life. Just naturally, that's, that's the way humans are. However, I do think it's important to keep our hearts open and learn how to make new connections because we're human, we're interdependent, we do need each other, we thrive on social connection. We don't need to cut every single person off that bothers us or disagrees with us, but rather, as we learn more about our boundaries and what our expectations are in relationships, it's easier to identify that in others along the way. So the, the, the more that you're in tune with yourself, and this is why, you know, doing the work and going to therapy is so helpful and so important because it does help you to process these relationships in your life. I know that for me, when I was going through my friendship, um, sorry, y'all. I know that for me, when I was going through my friendship breakups, I definitely spoke about them in therapy a lot and it really helped me to process you know the loss of those friendships how it's changed me but I do think that going to therapy and helping me process them has allowed me to make so many new friends and so many beautiful connections and I want to share you know how can you make new friends while you're adulting we're all busy we're all you know going through our own thing we're all going through this you know shift in our in our 20s our 30s our 40s wherever you're at but how do you make new friends as an adult number one is to be open-minded reconnecting with old friends and strengthening those bonds um, meeting friends of friends while you're out whatever your scenario is being open-minded to the fact that you can have friends as an adult is going to allow you to be more expansive with your approach personally i've realized that there are people in my lives that i have been i had known for years but i was you know kind of more acquaintances with them or i just knew them in passing over the years and naturally and organically i've just said hey you know let's let's meet up for coffee let's go grab a drink let's get dinner and over time those relationships just they naturally get stronger and stronger i Know people that I went to high school with that in high school we were literally teenagers, and you know we weren't as close. But now as adults, they're some of my closest friends, and we all live in the city and we hang out. Like I saw, literally a couple of them last night, and it's just it's great to know that you can also grow with people, um, even if it's not parallel to your growth. Sometimes it's perpendicular, so it doesn't matter at what stage reconnecting with old friends and just being open minded about rekindling friendships or starting new friendships that's number 1. Number 2, going out to events and meeting new people. I think this is probably one of the easiest ways to meet new new friends. I've definitely met a lot of new friends this way. I I met one of my my close friends now by going to an event. And we were both at this event. I actually went to the event by myself. It was like a wellness event a few years ago, pre-pandemic. And um, we were like the only two, we were one of like the only two black girls <laughs> in the room. Um, just being honest, that's sometimes how wellness events are, but it's okay. It was, it was a fun event, but we were one of like, like, very few, like, black girls in the room, and we just naturally gravitated towards each other. It was so funny. Like, we literally just, like, ended up, like, talking about like, talking to each other um, at the end of the night and, like, exchanging numbers, and now we are, like, we are very close, and I think it's dope that that relationship also organically um, became more and more nourished over time. That was over two years ago. It wasn't, like, oh, let's hang out and be best friends and tell each other everything all at once. It was gradual. You know, we started um, kind of hanging out more in group settings and then we would hang out one-on-one and it's just, it's a natural organic closeness that you develop with this person. Um, So if you have, if you're in a city, especially a city like New York, or even if you're not, if you're in DC, if you're in LA, wherever you are, um, or if you're, you know, in... A different country, if you're in Brazil, if you're in Kenya, Nigeria, I know we have a lot of listeners from all over the world. Wherever you are, find spaces in events or parties or gatherings where you can meet new people. I think that is some of, that's the simplest way of, of meeting and and cultivating connection. It's just going out and meeting new people. Um, number three is to slide in DMs. <laughs> I think that sliding in, in people's DMs that you could be potentially friends with is so, it feels intimidating, but it's really not that deep. It's so, it's very, to me, it's, it's one of the easiest ways to make a connection with somebody. I also have met Quite a few friends online through Instagram or through social media, and at first they're like your internet friends, and they're just people that you, you know, respond to their stories or their comments or you know you share things with them on on Instagram or wherever, whatever platform you're using. But there are quite a few people. Maybe there's a handful of people that are like, no, I actually would hang out with this person. I would actually like go get coffee with them. I would actually like go to an event with them. Those are the people I think that surprise you I also have I've met a friend this way Um, like years ago four years ago or so I um, was following this this friend of mine and she knows who she is and she's listening and (laughs) she she posted something on her story like I want to meet new girlfriends like I'm definitely down to make new friends this summer and I just responded I was like yeah same here me too and little by little we just started hanging out and Again, four years later, we're still friends. We still hang out. We still talk to each other and check up on each other. Um, We both live in New York, and I just think it's great that it could be—it could really be that simple, you know. So if you're looking for new friends and you are struggling with like loneliness or you're struggling with like making new connections, I don't think there's anything wrong with like finding people that you're already following and being like, "Hey, would you like to get coffee? Would you like to meet up?" I think that is so sincere and maybe people feel awkward doing it. I don't care. I'm an awkward black girl, so it doesn't bother me. But I think if you really want to make those connections, you're going to have to put the effort into it. And last but not least is to be intentional. This is probably one of the hardest parts about being making new friends as an adult because we are all so busy. We're all doing things. We have jobs, careers, kids, all that so being intentional about setting plans with people is hard. I myself have, you know, sometimes been the person to have to cancel last minute because something comes up or I'm exhausted or I just don't have the energy or I have too many deadlines to meet. I've been that person and that's okay. Life happens. However, if you make plans with someone that especially somebody new that you're you're getting to know, I think it is best to try to honor those plans if you can. Not saying you have to swear by them and if something comes up, you shouldn't feel like terrible if you need to take care of things, but it's okay if you have to reschedule or you're not in the right headspace um, to make an effort to show up, but just be intentional. If you really do want to meet new people or if, if somebody is reaching out to make, to spend time with you, being intentional and saying, hey, yes, let's do this. Or hey yes let's let's try to make a date two weeks from now or three weeks from now whatever your bandwidth is um, I think that shows that you are making an effort and that you care and it shows that you you want to show up it shows that you want to be you want to get to know this person so those those are the four ways that you can you know try to start making new friends as an adult. And yeah, so let's let's kind of recap everything that we talked about from friendship breakups, um, how to make new friends as an adult. So three key takeaways. Number one, friendship breakups do hurt a lot and they take time to heal. So be patient with the process. Um, Number two, there are different types of friendships, just like there are different types of breakups or the reasons for those breakups. And it's up to you to decide how you want to navigate or move forward over time with this with this uh, breakup. And again, if you are really struggling with, you know, a friendship breakup or it, it was traumatic for you, definitely seek out counseling and and seek out therapy um, or talk to somebody because these are these are moments of loss in our lives. Even though it is a friendship and it's not a romantic relationship, they still matter. They're still really important connections in our lives. So if you need to talk to someone, don't be afraid to talk to your therapist or find a counselor. As always, there's resources on our website, sideybaddies.com, if you're looking for a therapist or a directory. And last but not least, making new friends as an adult is possible despite our busy schedules. Just remember to stay open and intentional. And all right, y'all. I hope that you took away something from this episode. Honestly, I felt a lot of relief being able to share um, my different friendship breakups. And I hope that you remember that it's not about who was right or who was wrong or pointing fingers. It's about learning to take what you learn from each friendship breakup and making yourself a better person even though those, those lessons might be painful. So sending you all mad love and until next time, peace. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie.